Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to Buddy with Aliens. <laughs> the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by the two most wanted former MIBs in the universe. We have seen some things and allegedly truthfully made a copy of every case in the MIB headquarters so that we can bring you the truth. And that is why I am most wanted. Why are you most wanted, Granville? Exact same thing. I'm your host this week, Granny Thickfies Moonwalker. And as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime. It is whispered in parts of the globe that he is banned from playing in the NBA because it would become too one-sided. It is also reported that Michael Phelps had this guy's piss sample swapped with a crack addict's to get him banned from ever competing in an Olympic pool. He cannot physically pole vault because there is no pole big enough for him. It's the equivalent of someone six foot using a toothpick. Probers, I present the tallest man in the unknown universe, Kendalf the Tall. I think I might start um, chiropractic sessions and charge them through the business. Having to look up at you all the time is destroying my neck. Ah, oh, these openings are getting more and more elaborate every single week, aren't they? I've got nothing. <laughs> is it because you're looking down on me? Couldn't I Couldn't I pole vault without the pole? Is that against the rules? High jump. What are the rules of... Well, that too. It's what called um, pole vault. <laughs> yeah, but is it written in that you have to use a pole? Obviously, people use it because the, the bar is so high. But if you can jump that shit, can you jump that shit? Wouldn't you just set the highest like, world record for like... Two in jump? one, son. <laughs> <laughs> just carry the vault and... The vault? Carry the pole and call it a pole vault. Kevin the vault. <laughs> Today, we are taking a trip back to the 80s. Cassettes, funky colours... Synth and wham! Oh, there is a picture of mullet wielding wham. Superb. George Michael and the other guy. No one remembers the other guy's name. <laughs> Poor old guy. <laughs> George Michael went on to be such a force that no one could ever remember the other dude. Poor bugger. Well, it's June 30th, 1983. They should bring synth back. They really should. I used to love a good 80s film where it starts with some synth, mm. like Robocop. I found it quite upsetting as a child when Robocop died. Um, I don't... Well, was it Robocop 2? When he gets taken to pieces Alex by that gang. Murphy. Yeah, and his little... Like when he gets shot. Wiggling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, that's my boy! <laughs> Robocop! I was like, free at the time. There will be... Trouble. Yeah, I used to really like that as a kid. I don't think I've actually gone back to watch that as an adult. Classic at the time. I would still class Robocop 1 and 2 as classics, but they're not held in as high regard as Terminator. Forgotten classics, aren't they? Mm. What did Robocop do wrong? I wonder how the effects hold up today. I don't think it done anything wrong. I just think it was unfortunate that Terminator came out around the same time. And to be fair, if you put Robocop against a Terminator, that liquid guy is slobbering all over him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's going up Robocop's ass, coming out his nostril. So Debbie Jordan Kubel 
aka DJK, was living at her parents' house with her two little kids. Debs was at the kitchen sink washing her hands after dinner. As she was washing her hands, she noticed a strange bright light coming from the pump house of their swimming pool. Do not go outside. This concerned her. Not only because there was a light coming from it, but also the fact that she knew she had locked it herself after changing the pool tablets. She called her mother in to take a look, and her mother said it was weird, but also said that it was nothing to be concerned about. Debbie wasn't fully assured by how casual her mother was being, especially as Debs was meant to be going to her friends. Her mother reassured her that as she leaves the house, she'll lock up behind her and be safe inside. Debbie's mum, Debbie's mum has got her side piece in that swimming pool house. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to get Debbie out. It's fine. There's no one in there. There's no one there. It's all go right. On. Go about your business. <laughs> we'll be fine. Old robo dick has sat in there. <laughs> she still wasn't fully convinced but she had promised her friend she'd be over to do some work for her. As she left the house, she turned to have a look at the pump house and the light was no longer there. So she went over to check if it was locked. And just as she thought, locked. She got back to her car and started to make her way to her friends. Unusual. What unusual that she made her way to her friends? Oh no, that the light was on, then it was off. Yet it was still locked the whole time. Very unusual. Robo Dick got a message to turn that light off. You're making Debbie suspicious. Power down, power down. <laughs> Take that attachment off. <laughs> it's got a whisk going round. As she arrived, she asked if she could use their phone to check in on her mother and her kids. For those of you that have never known life without a mobile phone, there was such a thing called a house phone, most likely attached to the wall and randomly in the hallway. So you had to stand in the hallway when making a phone call and couldn't wander off anywhere else. That meant nothing was really private. Testing times for some. Like Debbie's mum. And if you had another phone somewhere in the house, someone only had to pick that phone up and they could hear your whole conversation. Yeah, that used to happen all the time in my house. <laughs> You'd hear breathing. It wasn't my sister's, it was usually one of my parents. <laughs> what, listening on your phone call? Kev, get off the phone! <laughs> Come on, Dad, you've been on that line 20 minutes, I've heard you. <laughs> I want to live vicariously through you! <laughs> so, uh, what were you doing on the phone for him to be listening for 20 minutes? I-, I wish I had an answer to that. I've got no idea. <laughs> Probably talking about wrestling. No, you weren't. <laughs> so, the case. <laughs> we are dealing with money here. They've got a swimming pool. They have got the dollar dollar bills, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Their decision making is going to be different to what mine would be. What our families would be. What would yours be in this situation well, so if, far? If our family saw that light on, a parent is going out there with a broom or a baseball bat or something. Mm-hmm. Or if it's my dad, bare fists and a pint of beer <laughs> to sort that shit out. 
these money folks. <laughs> They're like, that's fine. I'll just lock the house. That's that's a money folk decision. You must have money, son. <laughs> lock the house. Then the phone starts ringing. No, I said that's it what escalates. Oh, sorry. She said, I'll just lock the house when you go. It's fine. That leads to them being the first victim of a horror movie. Locks? Didn't have locks in my house. That's a money thing. <laughs> door? What even is a door? It's just an opening in my house. Didn't know what they were until I was like in high school. Till I was 73. Till I came and knocked on your door. You've got a door? Damn, son, you got money. You walk in, there's a phone in the bedroom. Oh, shit. What is this? I didn't know they could do this. That's some money you got there. So we've established that Debs has left. So what was her mother up to? Does the mum have a name? Now that Debbie has left, her mother started to tidy up from the evening meal. Whilst doing so, she noticed a ball of light the size of a basketball in the back garden. The light she wishes Debbie went out there to <laughs> sort it now. <laughs> the light seemed to be hovering. At first, she assumed that someone was messing around with a flashlight, but then she noticed that the light started to decrease in size. It got smaller and smaller and smaller before it completely vanished. This made Mama Debs shit herself and in a panic call her daughter. I'm sorry, I need to interject here to clarify. Yes, her name is Mama Debs. (laughs) Christ's sake. Go on, continue. I'll allow it. (laughs) Debbie apologised to her friend and went back home. She knew it had something to do with that strange light. Debbie wasn't even sure that anything or anyone was out there but with the panic in her mother's voice over the phone, she wasn't willing to wait to find out. She got in and went straight for Papa Deb's gun. Money, people. She was locked, but not loaded. Uh-uh. Because not only did the gun not have any ammunition in it, she didn't know where it was kept. Smart move by Papa Deb's there, considering there's kids in the house. Or was that a rich people decision? Getting a gun to deter people. Got money. But in Deb's mind, whoever was out there messing around didn't know that the gun wasn't loaded. And it's highly unlikely that someone would have the minerals to want to find out. What was worrying though, is not only did Mama Debs have no idea why she wanted her daughter to come home, she doesn't even remember making the call. Oh shit. That's unusual. That's money problems. (laughs) (laughs) Got so much money they ain't even paying attention to what they're doing. So Debs walks outside, taking her time and being cautious, looking like Sarah Connor ready to take on a Terminator. Uh, (laughs) Okay, and you've dropped an image of Sarah Connor ready to take on the Terminator. Which is quite fitting, but I was really expecting, and I don't know, in fact, I do know why, I was expecting a picture of Bobby Lashley. (laughs) Completely unrelated to what you were saying, but just because it's the almighty. I don't think uh, Mama Debs is having, or in fact, either Debs is having the confidence to go outside and address this thing in the manner that Sarah O'Connor did. I've also just made Sarah Connor Irish. (laughs) Sarah (laughs) O'Connor. I didn't even notice. 
Tell me you'll be back, you bastard. Tell me. I'll fucking do you. As she walked out into the garden, she made sure that the gun was on show so that anyone hiding would clearly see it and be deterred. There was no one there. She went over to check the garage on her way to the side building. As she did, she noticed something under her father's truck. Taking a closer look, she realised it was the family dog. Ricard! Steve! Steve! Clearly looked agitated and made it clear that it didn't want to be approached. She turned to the garage, slowly pushing the door open with the tip of the gun. She quickly swiveled around, pointing the gun and... Nothing. It was empty. You would think at this point, a sense of calm would come over Debs. No, I wouldn't, because we're having lots of near misses here. Lights are on and nobody's there. Dog is agitated, no reason. We're building towards an event. An event, you There say? ain't no calm. Like an event horizon? Yeah, Deb's about to get sucked in that hole, baby. I can't believe you've not taken the opportunity to call a dog Ricardo. I thought it would be too obvious, so... But that's, that elsewhere. doesn't usually stop you. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, two, three years in? Every single dog we've encountered. Except this one. This one is Steve. Steve is not a doggy name, really, is it? Exactly. It's like calling your dog, what, Bradley or Matthew? I'm going to call it Steve. (laughs) So if you thought a sense of calm would come over Debs, you'd be wrong. For it wasn't a sense of calm, but a burning sensation, followed by an urge to leave the garage. As she went to act upon her instincts, she was hit. Something bright and electric titty punched her straight in the chest. And what followed was another burning sensation. Oh no. She's being murked. She describes feeling every molecule of her body vibrating, but she couldn't move. Stuck there paralyzed, Debs thought she was dead. Slowly, the sensations started to subside and the movement in her limbs returned to then be followed by something worse. A burning pain filled her ear, accompanied by an intense stabbing pain. This pain was followed by a sentence directly into her mind. It's unfortunate that you had to feel pain. It's unfortunate, is it? It's unfortunate, is it? Oh, you you wait till I get my hands on you, you little bastard. So every molecule was vibrating. Every molecule. she thought she was dead. Has she just been given like a proper orgasm to the point everything is, her whole body is tingled. And then afterwards, it's all calmed down and gone complete dead until the sensations start coming back. That never crossed my mind. Oh, you know, it's when, a very good point. When someone really gets it and their legs just stop working. Well, <laughs> Granville knows that. His legs stop working all the time. <laughs> Debs's whole body has stopped working, although I don't know why they've peed in her ear. <laughs> Neither do I. I suppose the, um, the, 
more child for family friendly alternative although perhaps not actually is that Debs is being injected as she's felt a stabbing pain and a burning in her ear I assume the pain was also in the ear sorry mm-hmm. yeah hmm I mean it so, also depends on how deep that needle went in the ear I don't think so like something would have to go that far in your ear to make it hurt no that's yeah, piercing your eardrums and whatnot. That's not a pleasant place. I mean, not that there's any place that's pleasant to be injected into, but that's that's not a nice one for me. It's definitely worse than like your standard butt cheek injection. How many of them have you had in your life? I've actually genuinely never had one. I'm not sure what sort of thing they give them for. Um, sometimes. So if you have diabetes and you need to have your uh, insulin injection, yeah, you'll get sure. it there. Can't really make light of that now, can I? You've ruined that one for me, Granville. <laughs> so how many things have you had inserted in your ass? I think I've had an injection in my <laughs> butt cheek before. You're not diabetic. No, I'm not. You have no excuse. I'm guessing this was some but kinky shit. I have no idea why it was. Kinky shit. I was tempted to get a tattoo on my ass once. You not got one on your ass? No. That surprises me a little bit. But then bit. I was like, if I'm getting a tattoo on my ass, one of our best friends is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> or one of my best friends. He'd take it. And I'd be like, yeah, he'd enjoy that too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see what's going on back there either, so the tattooist could be doing anything. He'd put a little dick in there somewhere. <laughs> In the tattoo, not in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening, buddy, please do that one day. Yeah, not happening. Uh, he does listen occasionally. <laughs> so Debs, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we're doing an episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never, I'm never coming to you to uh, get my butt tattooed. Talk him into it. Ever. You know he's easy to persuade. Also said that about my ribs the second time, but no, no. Never the butt cheeks. Always the butt cheeks. Always. So Debs must have passed out because the next thing she knows, she awoke on the ground near the outbuilding. How many buildings have they got? Is the outbuilding an outside shitter? No. What the hell is it then? I don't know. But it's money. As she- building buildings for the sake of it and giving them silly names. <laughs> Is outside, so we call it an outbuilding. Technically, every building is outside to begin with. Mm-hmm. At what point does an outbuilding become an inbuilding? You build it inside a building. But then are you building it inside an outbuilding? It's an inside outbuilding. <laughs> is it an outie or an innie? As she opened her eyes and looked around, she noticed a ball of light hovering in the air about five foot from the ground. In front of her very eyes, it started to change shape. From a ball to an egg, and then vanished. So the ball can turn into a love egg. Love egg. Confirmed. It's possible. Then another egg-shaped light came into view near the pump house. Along with that, humanoid silhouettes appeared. Appeared. Humanoid silhouettes appeared in front of her. Six, to be exact. They lined themselves up 
and appeared to slide into the light as if warping into it. Oh shit. It was then she heard another voice. It's over. But there was nobody there. She panicked and thought, What about the kids? <laughs> then, <laughs> then another voice told her that the kids were okay. They're listening. But that didn't stop her running back into the house to check. And when she got inside, she was greeted by Mama Debs in a trance-like state staring out of the window. And it wasn't until Debs called out to her that she snapped out of her daze. Oh, they got Mama Debs first. Debs believed that although such a bizarre event had occurred, there was definitely an explanation. So she decided that she would go back to her friends as only about 15 minutes had gone. She arrived and knocked on the door. Her stunned friend informed her that she had been gone for over two hours. Uh-oh. Missing time, baby. Yeah. I mean, we have seen silhouettes, so we know there are others involved at this point. That's not a question. I guess I've got two questions. One, pump house. Is that where the pumping happens? Probably. Pumping or are we talking pool. like pool pumps? Pool pumps. Now, I'm wondering whether this ball of light that's changing shape is the entities and their, like, parallel dimension or extra-dimensional figures, as we've theorised on the show before, and that they turn into different entities as they enter our dimension. Maybe it's easier for us to comprehend, I don't know. Or whether Mm. this shape is actually their craft, I think the initial ones are like spy orbs. Oh, uh, like a probe. They can see out of, yeah. That sort of probe, not, the, not the probing probe. The other ones are Digital ones probe. they can travel through space, like dimensional portals. So they send a probe in to Have explore. a look, yep, check the area, and then they warp in. Hey, guy, you're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in the hole. <laughs> it's unfortunate that you had to feel pain. Pow! <laughs> Completely within our control. Very unfortunate. Pow! <laughs> Sorry, you had to feel more. Very unfortunate that. Probed in the ear. These 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 ones are just arseholes, aren't they? Yeah. And they've also clearly got Mama Debs first. They were just fucking with her. No, they've had her, and that's why she thought there wasn't anything going on in the pool when she saw that light, because they'd already messed with her, and they sent her back. Do you reckon if you were at your kitchen window washing up or washing your hands, and you looked outside, and you saw, like, five aliens out there, do you think they would uh, turn and scurry, or leave, come towards you or would they just fuck with you like literally turn and just start dancing (laughs) (laughs) like sticking their fingers up Mm, that's tough because it depends upon their motivation if this was a group that were trying to get me to go outside i don't think that they would do that so if they are more nefarious nefarious however 
if they were just shits like it was you or me in alien form. (laughs) (laughs) They're just doing it for a laugh to mess with people, then they're buggering off. Yeah. Not not beyond the realms of possibility, I guess. If there are civilizations out there with the ability to travel across space and time and potentially dimensions, as we said. And be dickheads at the same time. At some point, that technology is getting its way down to the general population, surely. And once that happens, you can't trust things. There's always going to be someone irresponsible. (laughs) There'll always be an us. Mooning in your back garden. So it's been over two hours and what a night it's been. Exhausted and just about done with the evening, Debs decided that she would finish the work for her friend the next day. But as it's only 8pm, she invited her friend and her teenage daughter to come over to hers and chill in the pool. After this shit's gone down? After this shit's gone down. You said it earlier. Money. They don't, <laughs> they making rich people decisions. As they arrived and were making their way to the pool, they were greeted by a set of headlights. Papa Debs had arrived home. <laughs> but it's too early. Papa Debs shouldn't be home yet. Debs looked at the time. It was after 11 p.m. No! Missing time, baby! What? No! How did that time go missing? Debs decided not to say a word and just led the others to the pool. As the daughter of Debs' friend stepped in, she let out a scream. Ah! There's a floater! She said that something burned her foot. Fresh floater! But they continued to get in. By the time they were in, she claimed her entire leg was numb. There is an octopus in the pool. All three then began to feel an intense feeling of nausea. Their eyes started to become sore and their vision blurry. Knees weak, arms are heavy. (laughs) They called it a night (laughs) and went to bed. Was there vomit on their sweater? Mum's spaghetti. (sighs) They'd lost themselves. In the moment. This, uh, you know when you see abductees questioned under hypnosis and they start freaking out? Mm -hmm. This is kind of reminding me of that. How so? Well, they're feeling all sense of nausea. They're becoming sore. The next step is they start screaming. So they've been taken and they've just been put back after they've been messed with. I don't think nice things have happened during this one. I think it's been a pretty nasty one. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we had to stick this whisk in your ass. And turn it on. Unfortunately, there was nothing we could do. It had to happen. And it's unfortunate that you felt the pain. When Deb woke up the next day, her eyes were so swollen she couldn't open them. She was then taken to a doctor who described her injuries like that of someone who has been welding without a mask on. Oh, shit. She was given special creams and over time they would decrease the swelling. Swelling would go down by itself over time. But following this event, Devs would be very sensitive to light for the rest of her life. Vampire. This 
is a lot to take in for Debs and her family, and over the next couple of days, when looking out into the back garden, an eight-foot circle was discovered in the grass, with a 20-foot line of grass in a perfect arch beside it. Within the circle, the grass was dead. The ground cracked and damaged. As Debs was staring at it, her mother calmly told her, That's where the UFO landed. What? No, Mum! Why so calm? This sparked the memories to come flooding back to Debs in an instant. There was an interview with Debs also, who claims that she was pregnant. Oh, no. She told her mum... And then one night, after falling asleep and waking up in her niece's bed, she thought something was wrong with the baby. She went to Planned Parenthood and got a pregnancy test and was told that she was not pregnant. Completely shocked, she asked for another and it again confirmed she was not pregnant. This all happened when she was 17. Oh no... Her mum took her to the doctors for a bit more authority from a real doctor, but they confirmed the same and told her sometimes these things just happen. In that same interview, she explains how she remembers having a dream where alien greys entered her room and she was on a table sitting up with the greys trying to communicate with her. She also had hypnotic regression during her life and talks about a hybrid that she met, who she called Emily. Debbie links this back to her phantom pregnancy in her teens, and she goes on to explain that Emily is the offspring of her and one of the greys, and that she was told by the grey that it would be good for both of their kinds. How? How is this good for Debbie, to whom Mr. Moonwalker has showed me a picture? And Debbie looks a little tiny bit like Janine from the original Ghostbusters movie, if any of you have seen that absolute classic. Do you want to know who she reminds me? Janine mixed with Deirdre. Deirdre from Coronation um, British soap opera Coronation yeah. Street. Yeah. But her facial expression is like she's trying to do a visual representation as to what a bumhole looks like with her mouth. She's kind of made a little opening, puckered it up like... (laughs) Pucker up. Oh, I'm going to have to get away from... Oh, there's an ank in the... Is this her home? I have no idea. There's an ank symbol in the background rather than a cross or crucifix. This has turned into our pretty stereotypical abduction case, really, isn't it? It's You, you could think that it's reasonable that the greys are trying to talk to her, but actually you already know they've messed with her. They've banged her and got her pregnant for their own means. I see no benefit to Debbie here. She's just got trauma to deal with, unless they're trying to... Like, splice DNA to create immunity to diseases or something. It'll be a benefit to us millions of years in the future. Who knows? I'm trying to put these greys in a positive light, but they're not making it easy. Unfortunately, this dead grass spot in their garden would not grow grass for several years to come. When the season would change and it would snow, 
the snow would melt in their spot quickly. But dandelions didn't have any problem growing there whatsoever. What? Why? I've put a picture there, but I realise you may not know the reference. Is that the Witcher? That's the guy from The Witcher? Yeah, so... Jaskia. It wasn't until, like, after I was going back over the notes, that I realised he's called Jaskia in the show. He's called Dandelion in the game. Uh, And I realised they haven't called him Dandelion in the show. So it's like a wasted reference. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, dandelions, uh, yes, let me get a picture. And I was like, oh, shit. Do you know what? The Witcher, I played The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Fantastic uh, game. Not knocking it at all, but I think it probably speaks more to where I am with my life now. You I really No, not necessarily. Not that long after. They added it to, like, uh, Xbox Live Games with Gold or something. So oh, I yeah, got it you free. played it late. But only, like, a year or so. Well, after it came out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But re- anyway, I just, you, I started it. You sure? I, I'm i sure I've played it. When did you play it? How many years ago? About four years ago. Oh, it came out a ago, long time ago. For... I was not in the place I'm living now, and I was not in the relationship I'm in now, <laughs> so quite a while Actually, ago. Actually, no, I think I remember you saying you'd started it. Yeah. We were having that conversation with a friend of ours who has done absolutely everything on the bloody game. Now, I could see that it was a very good game, but there was just so much to do so quickly that I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And turned it off. (laughs) Just (laughs) had a moment. You got overwhelmed. Yeah. Weirdly, um, with The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, similar, there's just so much to do, but it doesn't give it to you all in such quick succession, you see things on the horizon and then you go and build your way towards them, work your way towards them and find other stuff to do along the way. But somehow I found that easier to cope with, whereas The Witcher just completely overwhelmed my senses. I was like, what do I do? I sat rocking in the corner for a week afterwards and still haven't gone back. I don't even think I'm off the tutorial level in Zelda. I just can't. I can't go back to it. It could. It's, it's probably a phenomenal game. Top three all time for me. But again, there's so much to do. I don't have time for that shit anymore. Yeah, that's what give I'm saying me, about The Witcher. It's just the wrong stage of life. Just give me something, I want to say linear, but not extremely linear. I don't want too many options to bugger off and just create whatever the hell I want to create and do mm. or go where I want to go don't have time for that shit i get like an hour maybe of gaming every other night or something just uh, let me turn it on your, your ratio go. per night is my ratio per three four months i just don't have the time I, I that's not to... an exaggeration i think i've played computer games in the last three months for about two hours i to be fair about an hour every night it's a bit of an exaggeration. I have a little bit longer than it's, that. <laughs> but, Eight hours a night. <laughs> I do not sleep. But yeah, it's not what it used to be. And half the time, my brain is so fried when I, when I get mm. to that point. I just end up putting FIFA on because I can relax. Yeah, I don't get time to relax. <laughs> <laughs>
I need it, otherwise I'm going to kill people at work. And that's not good for my business. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You could use that as a selling point. Like, you better put the work in or else I will literally kill you. <laughs> right, let's get back to dandelions. Not only did dandelions grow there, but ones three times their normal size. Animals would also avoid this patch of earth. Not a single animal would step on it. And over the coming years and the rest of her life, Debs would suffer a wide range of health problems. Aches, headaches, life-threatening allergies, rashes, and worst of all, even the dog suffered. They took Steve to the vets, and when examined, the vet stated that Steve would appear to be 26 years old rather than a dog of six. What? No! Did these silhouette bandits age Steve? They better not have F these silhouette bandits, arseholes. As word got around the neighbourhood, others started to come forward when UFO investigators started to show up at Deb's door. Some of these neighbours would start to come forward and state that they also saw strange balls of light that evening, and some would also claim that they saw them in their homes. And one witness would state that they saw hundreds of them dancing and floating around the local woods on the night in question. Was it like a rave on another planet? <laughs> what? In a cellar rave. What the frick? Did they do radiation analysis where the dandelions were growing? Now, this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. We have here a section of scorched earth and dead grass where dandelions three times their size and animals wouldn't dare touch. You would assume that samples would have been taken and analysed. You would be wrong. So I no, wrong. no is the answer to uh, your question. I, I had a conclusion ready in my mind expecting that to be the case. I was not wrong. Linda Moulton Howe did the interview and Bud Hopkins investigated the case. Big Bird. We have zero scepticism from anyone except maybe ourselves. And everyone who's listening to this episode who has already concluded in their minds. So to summarise, we have the case of DJK. After having dinner with her mum and kids, she goes to wash her hands in the kitchen. And whilst there, she notices a ball of light in the garden by the pump house. Money! <laughs> She's worried and alerts her mum, who told her not to worry and to go out like she was meant to, and that her mum would lock up behind her. Money, money! She got to her friends and within minutes of being there, received a call from her mother. Deb rushed back and went straight for the gun. Money, money, money. Checking the garden, she found nothing. And she found the dog under the car and it wouldn't come out. Under the Porsche. She then checked the garage, but that was empty. Except for the Ferrari. Or was it? Electric shock titty punch. She was out. Sounds like a dance move. (laughs) (laughs) She came to outside the garage and thought there must be an explanation. So went back to her friends to only find... It was two hours later. So she did what any normal person with money would do and invited them back to hers to get in the pool. 
As she headed to the pool, they were greeted by Papa Deb's truck's headlights, which meant he was home and it was after 11pm. This shouldn't be. Missing time, baby. They got in the pool anyway, and then shortly after, they all felt sick, so they went to bed. The next day, Deb couldn't open her eyes. She went to the doctors and got some cream, which helped, but she would ultimately suffer from bright lights for the rest of her life. Got that pink eye. A few days later, they noticed an eight-foot circle in the garden of dead grass. Her mother tells her that's where the aliens landed, and then memories came flooding back. We heard about what was said during an interview and hypnotic therapy and how she had a mystery pregnancy that disappeared and how she met this hybrid child in her dream, which was her kid with an alien. Let's call him Sigmund. Locals started to come forward about how they also saw lights that night. So Greybeard, is this aliens or is this bullshit? Before I answer that it question, was aliens. which is it's clear that I could go any way at this point, but before I answer that very obvious question that isn't obvious, it's not aliens, I have a question. Is this just Deb's account? Or in analysing the case, were there statements from the neighbours, from the parents from other people or is this all relayed through the vessel that is Debs through the vessel (laughs) because I started getting interested when the neighbours came forward saying that they saw it there's nothing to back that up no (laughs) neighbours none Mm. well on that basis and because my conclusion would not have changed, no, would have changed had that answer been different. Absolutely would have. I'm not saying that it was aliens. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. This isn't aliens. <laughs> this is bullshit. That's we've what I got, was... Mm. Sorry, I was going to say, we've got so many other people that are allegedly, truthfully involved in this, yet we have no statement from anybody else yeah and it's another one of those bud hopkins linda moulton how and we know bud wants to believe kind of investigations around that time you know this isn't real so what i was struggling to get a sense of was whether deb's actually believes herself or whether deb's is the one hoaxing wasn't really enough there for me to work that out. And usually when I conclude, I've already formed my explanation in my mind as to what's really happened. And I'm struggling to do that with this one. I'm confident that it's not aliens, but I'm not confident as to what it is yet. So I'm unsure of whether or not she just assumed something happened and was just unsure of something, Mm -hmm. went and got hypnotic regression therapy and then all of this came to light yeah yeah or whether or not she believed this before the hypnotic regression yeah so i believe if she was just if something just happened and she went and she needed a little prod told to see these people and they kind of it came out after that Mm -hmm. then i 
fully believe that she believes what she's saying. However, if it was before that, I don't believe it. Mm. In terms of I don't believe she fully believes it. Yeah, based on thorough in-depth psychoanalysis of Debs, I think she is the type of individual who's inclined to believe and she just needs a little prod over the cliff edge herself to have an experience. She got that little prod with a bit of regression and mm-hmm. boom. Yeah, this has become her narrative. So there you have it, Probers. This is not aliens. Sadly. Unfortunately. Yeah, not enough meat on the bone. Thank not you for joining juice us. Juice in the carton. For this week's probe, you can find us on our socials at But It Was Aliens. That's oh, no. Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly. Oh, no, Twitter! And inside Facebook, you can find a not so. Fox. See it? No. Just gone. Just climbed over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bastard alpha fox no, that keeps coming a into Kev's garden. It's that little one. I can't see it because this fucking chair keeps sliding down. <laughs> but anyway, what was I saying? Inside Facebook, you'll find a not-so-secret secret building called Extraterrestrial Towers, where you'll find like-minded souls and a plethora of mummy memes. You can also check out our secret, not-so-secret, secret, secret collection of episodes on Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Butterworth Aliens. I'm sorry. Here you can find, for the monthly price of something less than a coffee, access to Rasputin's dick... Ghosts, ghouls, hypnotic doggies, and much, much more. Vampires. Oh, that was my other theory for this episode. I forgot it. I was wondering, she became sensitive to light. She's a vampire. Yeah, was there like a vampire party going on in the pool? And that's what the light was. They were shining torches because to them that's a freaking party because they can't look at the sun. That shit is, that shit is wild to a vampire. <laughs> then they took a little nibble. Munch, munch. That pain, that was a bang. The end. That's it from us today. Remember, if you feel the ground shake beneath your feet, that's probably not an earthquake. Kevin the Tall is nearby and is on a rampage. Oh my God. I have been Moonwalker, he is tall, and this oh. is Butterworth Aliens. Hashtag probe. He's getting so angry now, he might step on me. <laughs>